Lyrics of the Hub, your fan cast, brought to you by TV Series Hub. So welcome back to Next. I am your host, Gemma, and I am joined by my co-host, Leanne. Hello. And we are thrilled to be joined by up-and-coming actor and star of upcoming indie thriller, The One Survivor of Conifer, Johnny Mayer. Hello. Hello. How's it going? Thank you. How are you? Yeah, very good. Thank you for having me. Uh, Next, it's really exciting to be talking to everyone. No, that's brilliant. I mean, um, the next podcast, the next Twitter, um, it's all about um, indie films, indie performers. So it's fantastic to get you on to talk about your experiences and um, your career so far. So, yeah, we're looking forward to speaking to you. Great. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And I'm excited to, is it, it's your first time hosting, am I correct? Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, it's um, it's it's new for me as well, but I think we're going to have a good time. It's going to be fun. Yes, exciting, exciting. Fabulous. So, um, like I said, the podcast is all about um, indie performers, and that's what our listeners like to to hear about. So, what we really want to hear, obviously, because you are an up and coming actor, is um, your how you started out really and um you know your experiences in the industry um so when you mean when i started out do you mean in the industry or like where where, where did it all started acting wise where did it all start what what made you want to go into this career uh well i think like everyone i was a very lonely kid uh, and you know, I used to create films in my head in terms of, you know, I just, every time I watched the film, it was my chance to escape and go into another universe. Um, and that developed of course. And then, uh, when I was about eight, I got access to this lovely, lovely little camera from my parents, which I broke multiple times and they tried to make <laughs> me and, and I recorded my first uh, super eight with my friends, which if I, remember correctly uh it was a james bond remake wow okay yes. that's cool <laughs> yeah so i used to spend lots of time just like filming stuff with with my mates instead of like you know playing football or doing more like normal stuff i would just film yeah. mini short films yeah yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a writer, so I kind of get that um, going into your own worlds and creating worlds and things. So I I completely understand that um, aspect. So I I get that completely. Um, so that was obviously where you got the passion for it. And how did you get into the industry professionally? Uh, so it also I just very straightforward. I went to to drama school. Mm -hmm. So uh, I studied in Rose Bruford College at Rose Bruford College. Uh, and then I just decided to give this a full go and just went full time freelance, which is a big, big risk considering, yeah. you know, for actors is a big risk because they're not there's a lot of competition for my casting type, let's say that. Mm. Uh, but I just decided to give it a go. It, it hasn't been easy. There's been a lot of like noodle days and peanut butter sandwiches, <laughs> but, but I made it through. <laughs> we do hear that for, for people uh, just beginning the rough spots and all of that good stuff. But from, from the American IMDB, the international database, that, that we have that I look up whenever I want to cheat and look somebody up. 
Mm-hmm. And I, I see that, that you're doing, you're doing good. I see that you have uh, quite a bit in production. Yeah. Uh, according to that. And I want to talk about your thriller because I am totally the apocalypse thriller horror kind of girl. <laughs> great. Great. I'm excited. All right. I just got to say, Leon, uh, I really love your voice and accent. The more I hear it, the more I love it. It's so Thank you. great. It's just fantastic, really. Um, what would you like to hear about about the one survivor of Conifer? Everything. Everything. I love that it's not just, you know, hey, there's a survivor. I, I want to hear everything about it because apparently there's not just one survivor. Uh, yes, uh, that is true. We can, if you've seen the trailer, and if you haven't, please do. It finishes with that radio, and we hear a, a young voice coming through. So we kind of, I think we want to leave, leave that open to the audience of what, what that could be. But it is a big plot point of this survivor trying to find other people. Um, but I think the main plot, the main plot in the story is all about being alone and how do you cope with this being alone and when you're alone uh i like what do you get for company okay so that's those are like the main cores that's where the radio comes from and his need to try to find someone to be there with him so i think the film is all a lot about we spoke about the head and creating universes in the head I think uh, this story has got a big core on a bit of mental health. And since he's a lone survivor and we're seeing things a bit from his perspective, at least from the start of the film, we don't re- we assume that everything we see is real and that all the rules he creates to survive are really needed. But then are they? <laughs> <laughs> is this really what's going on? Exactly. Yeah, it kind of the film just develops into you starting to questioning the lead, the you know, the one character you have, you start questioning it and you kind of stay a bit away from that. Uh, you see things from a different angle, the more the story develops. And you um, you wrote, did you write the um, the screenplay for it as well? Or did you because we've been looking it up and it does say that you, you had write, a writing credit. Is, is Was it your idea? Uh, so basically I co-wrote it um, and we've actually, we've wrote, well, we've, we've written another short film, uh, but this is our, like our, our big project. I worked with Kurt Dennis, which is the director of this uh, feature film uh, on another project where he was DP actually. And we kind of just really got along. We kept chatting here, this horror vibe about him. It was a bit creepy. But, uh... <laughs> so, um, obviously, this, this, your, your new one, The One Survivor of Conifer, is, is like a horror thriller. Is that a genre that you have a particular interest in? Is that an, a, a genre that you feel comfortable in? Um, or is, was this a new foray into this new genre? I, I'm going to be very honest with okay. you. Okay. Yeah. I, you're like honest. I'm ther- Leanne, you're not going to be happy with this. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> I'm terrified of horror films. <laughs> uh, they really scare me. I try to avoid them, like, watching them, because uh, if I do, I just cannot sleep at night. Uh, it's a bit but, like <laughs> but because of my acting career, I slowly started uh, one of my first jobs out of drama school, which is not a very impressive job, but uh, was being a, a, <clears throat> a zombie in an escape room. 
Oh, cool. Yeah, so I started developing this kind of weird thing of like timings and how to scare people and what you had to do. <laughs> and, and then when I met Kurt, uh, the director, his first job was also in America. He's from Colorado. He was born in Colorado. Uh, it was, a, was a scare actor as well. Uh, so we have that in, in yeah. common and kind of just things developed from there. But until today, I think I'm still, you know, a bit of a love-hate relationship with with horror. <laughs> <Yes>. yeah. <laughs> uh, I have an all-love relationship with horror. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite horror film? I loved. Um, I can't. I can't name just one, but I can tell you, I was an '80s kid. So growing up, I had a lot of the, the really good horror, in my opinion, of course. But I can remember the ones that I watched over and over and over were The Lost Boys and, mm -hmm. Fright, and Fright Night. Those were my two oh, yeah. go-to. I guess I'm a vampire girl, too. I don't know. I, I never really thought of it that way. But now that I'm talking to you, I guess I'm a vampire girl. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do like the zombies, too, though. Hmm. Mm. I think a lot of the 80s kind of style is coming back, obviously, with things like Stranger Things and things like that. It's a lot of that style of, um, of mm. programming is, is seemingly coming back. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. Um, but I'm a bit like you. I'm not a huge horror fan. Sorry, Leanne. <laughs> <laughs> My friend always on Halloween tries to get me to watch horror films, but she's had to like, she started at like baby level and then kind of, <laughs> we've been working up each Halloween to like uh, get more scary but yeah I, I'm not great with horror so do you have a particular favorite genre that you like to watch or, or act in or yeah I've like I'm obsessed with with comedy I haven't done that much in my career apart from one or two short films uh but like I I'm, I just enjoy especially you know if we've put acting aside as a consumer I absolutely love comedy, mm -hmm. you know, because the thing about comedy, like, is you can just watch it without thinking too much about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I find that like, I, I, I love series. And, uh, one of my last series is a very gory series. Like that. I remember that I was emotionally involved with was, uh, the walking dead, of yes. course, you know? Mm -hmm. Oh yes. And, that, and, and then afterwards I was just like, God, this is too much. I cannot handle it. It's too much, emo too much, too much emotionally involved in this. Just going to watch a sitcom instead. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, yeah. and then I never stopped watching sitcoms really. <laughs> it is easier to sit and just laugh and, and genuinely have a good time. And like you said, not, not think about it. And then the walking dead, you get invested and they just kill everybody you love. So Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah yeah <laughs> uh, you're um just looking at it uh, so obviously you are quite new starting out um but you like leanne said you have you know managed an impressive amount of of productions and things like that in in a short space of time mm -hmm. um have you been involved as writer and performer on most of those or um is is there someone that you've worked with quite a bit um with in terms of your short films and things like that in terms of like writing uh so writing uh or looking at my imdb the ones i've got <laughs> listed uh, are the ones by <laughs> rob conifer and mark's time traveling machine 
So those are like the ones that kind of were finished and completed. Obviously, you do write quite a lot, as you're a writer, so there are a lot of things that no one will ever see, just because they're they're not interesting or you kind of give up on them. Uh, So, yeah, so writing is like, I've just like, I've been developing scripts, but it's just a very, it's a long, long career. Mm-hmm. Um, it takes a lot. It's the same with acting, but I think I think with acting, you kind of go into a project, film for a month or a week or whatever, and then you're out, and then mm-hmm. it's not up to you anymore. But mm-hmm. with writing, it takes ages to get that pitching point. Um, so so it's very very tough. I think they're both. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. No, I do. I completely understand what you mean. Um, and. I suppose it's it's each there's so many different aspects of um you know television and film production it's not just the acting it's not just the writing there's all sorts of different aspects and each one has its own time scale I suppose mm. and you know mm-hmm. it's um is is it something that so obviously you've done the writing side and you, you you're doing the acting and you seem to enjoy both of those do you have um an interest in any of the other aspects so like directing in the future things like that have you done any directing with your short films uh n- not since the super eight I oh yes before. that one <laughs> uh i I do have a, a big interest in, in directing. Um, you know, I've done it in, in more small scale, like device, devising theatre, which is quite popular here in England. I'm not sure about uh, in Texas, Leanne, if, you, if you've got a big kind of devising industry or uh, theatre industry. Um, but here it's quite big. Mm. Um, so I've done that. But the thing that I find, find with film directing is that, again, it's all about the big time investment you do. And if I start directing a, a picture, a motion, a film now, it will take, you know, four years for it to be done. Mm. Um, so I think what I've decided to do, at least at the moment, is just get experience, work, you know, see this acting thing, give it a go and keep writing. Mm. And I'm not putting too much pressure on the directing, just, just, just yeah. yet. Yeah. Mm. I was going to ask that too, time-wise. Mm-hmm. You, with you doing a feature film and then shorts, I know that there's got to be quite a, a difference in how much time it takes, but I want to know how long it takes to make a short. Hmm, that is a really good question. Uh, oh, that's a very interesting question. <laughs> uh, do you mean uh, being on set as an actor or do you mean uh, from pre-production to post-production or, or what do you mean? Exactly. Uh, actually, from from both points of view, um, uh, from from the acting and then to when it's all kind of said to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm looking at, you know, I've got my I'm looking at the, the work I've done and it really varies. I think the longest short film I've done um, was like four, five days uh, on the filming. So it is not that long in terms of an actor's process obviously you will probably have it it depends from project to project it depends on budget to budget there are so many things that come uh, that have to be in place for you to to film anything uh but obviously there is preparation there is script readings maybe rehearsals but i'm gonna say like an actor's job is is very short when it comes to, f- to filming to the actual filming of a short film mm-hmm. 
And I think with like independent films and short films, it, it's it's um, budgets as well, and you don't you don't have the the budget of like these big blockbuster films. No. Um, I think you, um, um, you mentioned that you'd listened to the the last podcast that I did, which was with um, Dylan Jenkinson and Jason mm-hmm. Good, and they were talking about um, how there just isn't the money to do reshoots and things like that. So you've kind of got to get everything in. Um, and done in this in this amount you know amount of time that you've got there's just no room for for error as such so i suppose in that sense doing short films and independent films there's a bit more stress to it because you don't have the money or time to reshoot yeah absolutely and i think like um when you're starting out uh and when you're doing these projects there's a, a big component of like being passionate about it and you see this money aspect and when you you are involved and invest in it, it you kind of like just put everything to a side and just commit to it. And what I'm trying to say here is that many times, like, you know, 10 hour work days are not respected because you're on set. The camera is there. We need that one extra shot. Can you do two more hours? Mm-hmm. Yep, I can. You know, you just got to like, it's just, it's very hard work, immensely long hours. And you just, you, you just do it. You've got to do it mm-hmm. for the passion. I think when yeah. you start with that. And you've, you've got to have that passion in order to want to do it. I suppose that's it in, in any in any job, you know, to, to want to do what you want, you've got to have the passion for it. So, I mean, it's the same with, with like writing. It's you've like my brother always says, oh, I could write a novel. And I'm like, John, you really couldn't write a novel because you've, you've got to you, you, you can't just say I'm going to write a novel. You've kind of got to have that focus. I mean, it took me five years to write my my first novel, which is now at um um well i'm looking for publishing now so um oh tell, tell me about that well my uh-huh. it's, it's it's a fantasy novel so um and again with fantasy it is a it's a huge big world that you know you've got in your head i suppose like what you were saying about acting different worlds in in mm. inside your head and things and it is just one of those things you, with with writing you've got to um you've got to have the passion to want to finish it and then to mm. get it to that next point and yeah so it's exciting it is it is exciting at the minute so I, I would love to, um, well, you know, I would love to read it, even if you don't have publishing. I, like, it just sounds amazing and like, well done for doing it. Whatever it happens, like, this is an amazing step in. So this is just, you know, well done. Thank well you. Done. Definitely. I, I, I'm sure you'll get publishing and everything will be fine. But like, you just done it, you put it to work and now you're looking at the next step. You're like, you're climbing the ladder in yeah. terms of work, which is well done. And that's what you've got to do, isn't it? You know, in in any career where you've got a passion for it, you've got to you've got to do that, even Definitely. when it feels feels tough. It's mm-hmm. um, something you've got to do. That's fantastic. You know, first podcast. That's amazing news. And also, like, <laughs> since we're here talking about our fantasy world, I'd like to share. You know, in, well, you're the first ones to hear it, Nux. Um, I've officially signed a new project, uh, another feature film called Limerence. Okay. Wow. Which is uh, it's going to be directed by uh, a new independent filmmaker, which is, she's called Ilza, Ilza Malari, and she has directed an award-winning short filmed um, Quadratura, okay. uh, which is going to be sc- screened at uh, um, oh, Pinehood uh, Studios very soon. I think wow. it won the Lift Off Network Award. Call me wow. on that. Uh, and it's a fantasy uh, short film. Um, it's about the four stages of love. Um, and it's, again, it's got a very strong component on uh, mental health. I think it, my work tends to go that way at the moment. 
um, it's a love, uh, it's um, a same sex love story and it's got female leads. Um, I I really believe in this project. I'm really excited and proud to, to, you know, um, to just be able to have a small part in it. That's fantastic. Oh, I love that. I I look forward to seeing that. No, definitely. And I mean, you know, it's, um, it's fantastic to hear, obviously, female writer and, and, and director and yeah. fe- female leads and everything like that. You know, small independent films. It's it's really that's a really exciting feature to be involved in. So we will definitely look forward to, to seeing that. And please do keep us updated on on what happens with it. That's I, really exciting. On, on, only if you do the same with your novel, Gemma. I will, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> This podcast is brought to you by tvserieshub.tv, your site for entertainment news, reviews, and interviews. Now back to the show. So um, you were saying about how you've got a, um, a passion for, for comedy. Obviously, it's not something that, that you've done a lot of in your own career so far, but, you, but you, you do have a passion for it. That's where you, that's the type of thing that you enjoy. Is there any particular um, inspirations in like comedy acting that you look to? Um, or, you know, is there anyone that you would like, you know, not base yourself on as such, but, you know, you get inspiration from? Oh, there's so many. Uh, like, I just, I, I'm really obsessed. Um, in England, I, I, I really love Ricky Gervais' work. Um, uh, you know, I love The Office. Uh, I've seen The Office. I've binge watched The Office so many times. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, um, I like Stephen Merchant as well, ongoing collaborator of Ricky Gervais. Uh, and then I like stand-up comedian James A. Caster is yeah. a big one. Is he is he famous over there, Leanne, or have you heard of him, James A. Um, I haven't, but I'm I'm not much of a comedy person, so maybe uh, I would, unless they're really big. That then I can. There are very few comedies I like, and most of them fall under the the jurisdiction, so to speak, of of mm-hmm. uh, Santa Santa Clarita Diet, because that was more of like a, a gory kind of comedy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> lots of blood. Lots of blood. Uh, talking about like, a, well, a horror uh, <clears throat> comedy. Uh, have you seen Shaun of the Dead? With, yes. Uh, yeah? yeah? You know, I'm a big, big fan of Simon Pegg. Uh, now, Nick Simon Frost. Pegg can pass. He can pass with my book. Simon Pegg is a yes. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. All the collaborations, really. Have you seen any of the Cornetto trilogy films? <laughs> is that um, the, the 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 three um um world's end yeah yes yeah. okay okay what's the I, other one we can do this it's <laughs> i've seen oh, them all no. i've seen them all oh no oh no <laughs> Shaun of the dead at world's end oh my goodness it's my favorite one as well unbelievably go on you're gonna have to tell me what the one with woody harrelson no Am I totally wrong? I think you're totally wrong. <laughs> it, it's the one with, uh, it's about police cops. The police, police cops, cops, yeah, yeah. Do you, not, do you not know it? Are you just... I it do was... know it. I do. I, I promise <clears throat> it's one of, it's my favourite one. Um, and the right answer was Hot Fuzz. Hot Fuzz, yes. 
those three are some of my favourite films, and we always put them on at, um, at, at like Halloween time and and enjoy them. Me and my friend, because it's that thing. It's that horror, but it's comedy at the same time. So, mm. And and I mean, just Simon Pegg and Nick Frost are a, a really good partnership. So yeah, yeah. They are, they are really, it, it, it's just, and also Edgar Wright is one of my favorite uh, kind of big directors, I would say. His work is just amazing. Yes. Uh, actually, when I was recording, I'm not sure how truth this is. So like, you know, don't quote me on this, Nurks. Uh, <laughs> but when I was recording ADR for the one survivor of Conifer, you know, um, I believe they were filming Edgar Wright's new, new motion picture. Mm-hmm. Um, which is going to be, I think it's more horror than comedy this time. I think it's going, but I'm not entirely sure. That's what I was told on that day. So, ah, that's really um, cool. I got you guys threw me off on the comedy thing. I'm, I'm getting to know comedy. <laughs> I'm glad. Well, <clears throat> we, I can send you some recommendations if you want. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I always go have a pen and paper right here. I have a pen and paper. <laughs> I'm just thinking about the horror thing, and I'm trying to remember when did it all like went wrong. When did I get so scared? And I remember as a child there was this thing called Bloody Mary. I'm not oh, sure. Oh yes, Bloody Mary. Don't yes. say it three times in the mirror though. Don't, don't yeah, do that. yeah, that was the exact same thing. I was so terrified of. Okay. <laughs> We would get together on recess and be like, yeah, let's go to the toilet and say Bloody Mary and see what happens. <laughs> and, I'll like, and I'll be like, you guys go ahead. I'll stay at the door, okay? And and then there was this one of my mates who would come out and be like, oh, you, you'll never believe it. A creature came out. And like, I would believe him. And for many years, <laughs> go to the loo at night. Uh, I man, kids are mean. Uh, we played with a Ouija board when I was a kid, and I know somebody was moving it. But when I was a kid, I was convinced that we were talking to a spirit. And I, I literally, I, I ran from the Ouija board and jumped over my friend's couch to the other side. I've never been able to do that again in my life. But I'm telling you, I jumped over the couch to the other side, and nobody was laughing. So I was like, okay, so this is serious. And then I went to somebody who said, you have to, you have to cleanse yourself or something because now the spirits attached to you just completely freaked me out. Oh my God, this sounds terrifying. It was terrifying. <laughs> Who told you they were? When did you find out it was a joke? Did you? I don't know. As I got older, I started looking at things, you know, like how it kind of seemed to be pulled to one side to one particular person who probably thought it was funny. Did it they ever say it? Too, no, no, nobody ever admitted it. And it'd probably be too scary to think that actually it was real because I believe mm. in things like that. So we're just going to, we're just going to keep it as some, somebody was being mean, mm. but maybe I should write a book about that. Maybe I'll get into the horror genre. Yeah. Horror. There you go. Film. Horror yeah. Film, you know, horror, yeah. Horror book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Oh, never spoken to a spirit before. Yeah. That's I hope the- it wasn't really a spirit. Cause that's, kind of, <laughs> that's like, okay. Don't need Let's to talk not to you. start now. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's that. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say branch about horror because that's like you know when you see the films of 
killers and because you know it's like you say that's like a, a easier type of forward to get that's gore and it's grim and disgusting but it's like something that your mind can comprehend mm-hmm. but like when you start thinking about spirits and you then you go like oh maybe i do believe and like everything is possible and that's when it kind of gets a bit scary at least for me when i think about it you know? Well, yeah, it's easier to it's easier to watch a movie with a mass killer because there are killers in the world. But how many mass killers run around with axes and machetes and things of that nature? Not many. Mm. But, you know, the the spirit thing is a totally different, totally different thing. Mm. Interesting. Huh? It's very interesting. I think horror horror in in general is a really interesting um genre. And even though it's not your particular favorite genre, I bet it was interesting to to you know to to branch into that world and and film something like this. And how was it for you because obviously it's pretty much it's you, you know, with with the bear in the film and it's it's all mainly you know about how was that for you because i bet that there was a lot of like monologuing and things like that how did you find how did you find that aspect of it um i like it was great when i finished i was like i don't think i'm gonna be able to act with anyone else Uh, (laughs) just you and a bear uh it was a great experience being on set we were filming with multi-cam a bit like I, I guess uh, comedies are most comedies are recorded in multicam. Uh, but the, what it helped with was with that freedom of being able to ad lib improv. Even though I was saying the words I wrote, uh, it still kind of gave me an immense freedom to uh, give all the scenes that we did a massive, massive arc. Um, we filmed a lot of long scenes as well, a lot of not so good scenes that didn't, of course, make the cut. But as a process, it was very, very interesting to just see this inner monologue and this person, you know, lying to himself. Mm. Um, I, th- I think it's a very interesting film, again, on mental health. Um, and that's such a big, um, big talking point at the minute, isn't it? Mental health. And um, I think more people are opening up about mental health, whereas in the past it was something that was probably seen to, to, to be ashamed of, which it should never have been. But um, it is something that more and more people now are, are talking about. And so the fact that you're bringing films out that look specifically at, you know, the mental health aspects of it. I think it's a fantastic thing. Uh, yeah, I agree. I think it's a very, very, it's a very, it's very serious. It's a very serious topic. And I think it's very important that people, you know, this freedom of people being able to, to talk about it, talk about their feelings about their mental health condition. And I just think, especially in the entertainment industry an industry that relies so much on, like the visual aspect of things and more on this like shallow media. It's just very important to have this awareness and to just be able to talk and be able to say, I need to do this and I need some time off and I need, you know, I just, Mm. I think it's very important to, yeah. Because it is, and and I mean, like they say about social media. In in some ways, social media is a um, is is bad for mental health, and you know, like the th- like Instagram pages and all of these perfect things that you kind of see, and it's you know, people 
projecting this image of themselves that is supposedly perfect but it's not and i i understand that that's like the the bad side of social media but then on the same level i think there are some good things about social media in today's society that allows people to talk more and i Mm -hmm. think you know it's it's interesting it's definitely interesting that people are becoming more and more open and i just think that by bringing out films into into the world that that look at that aspect i think mm-hmm. that's a good thing and, and obviously you're doing that you're doing that with with the what with them um, obviously conifer and then you're you're doing that with with the new one that you're going to be filming so i just think that's a really brilliant thing thank you yeah i definitely agree i think um and uh, talking about in regards to social media i was just looking up i cannot uh, i just saw an amazing a documentary uh, named Like at Raindance, which is all, all about um, our relationship with social media and how social media will impact, is impacting us and future generations. Uh, I think like social media is a very powerful tool and definitely in our industry is a very, very needed tool and things are getting much easier. But also there's the negative side. And I think it's, very, it's just in this social media aspect, I just think it's very important to be aware and just look at our relationship with social media. I think just having these conversations are, are is very important, you know? It definitely is. Yeah, hopefully the more that we talk about it, the less suicides will happen in the world because it's for so long it was, don't talk about it. If you're depressed, don't talk about it. And it was very um, embarrassing, especially in the 80s. You hardly heard anything about it. I mean, if somebody would have said they were depressed, somebody else would have said, what? Mm. No, you're not. You know, that's ridiculous. But now, you know, we have we have conversations about it more. We open up. It's not a shameful thing. Thank God Mm -hmm. anymore, because um, I have someone in my life who goes uh, round and round with depression and and being somebody that I care about and and looking at it from the outside. It's hard. It's hard on the people around you, too. So Mm. I think it's. Mm it's great that people are opening up about it and that in entertainment industry is picking up that ball and running with it, mm. you know? Definitely. Yeah. I, I really am. Um, yeah. Completely, completely agree. Um, and I just hope that, that this trend continues and that more and more people start to, to talk about these things and um, just make it more normalized. I think, mm-hmm. I think that's the, that's the important thing. Um, yeah. But yes, so in terms of um, Conifer, can you tell us, um, have you got an idea of when it will be released, where it will be released? Um, Unfortunately, like at, at the moment, it's very much, basically, we just finished the, finished the editing process. Mm-hmm. Actually, uh, depending on your uh, schedule, Gemma, I would invite you, Leon, but you are unfortunately very far away. Uh <laughs> Uh, but we will be doing a private screening soon um, of the film. We're still on that kind of more initial stage. We've got a couple of things. The ball is rolling in terms of negotiations happening, but um, I think the plan with it at the moment is more of a uh, festival run, genre yeah. festival run. Uh, but yeah. So. Well, good luck with it because, you know, it's um, like you say, it's it's looking at important um 
themes and it's a film that should definitely be be seen by by as many people as possible so we really do wish you luck with with it and please do keep us informed on how it's going and if there's going to be any screenings and things like that thank you thank you i, I definitely will <laughs> So we always end our podcast with a last question. <laughs> um, and it is, what has been your favourite fan experience? So an experience with, with a fan or, um, you know, when, you, when you've um, screened any of your films or short films or anything like that and had any good feedback, anything like that, really. Have you got any experience you can tell us about? Well, <laughs> well, Gemma, uh, this, this, that's that's a great question. Thank you. Because when you when when you were asking me about fans, the only thing I could think about was we had a massive heat wave here in the UK, <laughs> and I couldn't buy a fan. <laughs> yeah. That was that was a fan shortage. I do. I couldn't find to get a fan either. So yeah, yeah. there was a fan shortage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, there was a fan shortage, you know. <laughs> I, I'm not sure this directly answers your question, but I will stick with it. Okay? Definitely stick with it, and then maybe the next. <laughs> and hopefully, when we hopefully speak to you again, if you do want to come on the podcast again, obviously after after your film has been on the festival scene, you may have a fan experience experience of a different kind that you can tell us about <laughs> yes i went to buy a fan i forgot my wallet <laughs> it's gonna be a much more interesting story so stay tuned next, we're next, staying uh... tuned definitely well <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much johnny for um agreeing to take part and come onto the podcast it has been a lot of fun talking to you and finding out about your career and and all about your new film so thank you very much thank you so much for having me uh if you have a chance do give me a follow on twitter uh my handle is the johnny mayor uh you know and for anyone who's listening any nerds if you just want to talk uh or if you if you're thinking about, about coming into the entertainment industry just drop me a message and i would love to speak to everyone single one of you and drop you a positive note and uh thank you so much for listening i really really appreciate it and i think you did a terrific job Gemma. so well done for the first one Thank you very much. It's Yay. been an absolute pleasure. <laughs> and thank you to Leanne for being a brilliant co-host. Thank you, everyone. <laughs> thank you, everyone. Fans, fans, fans. Thanks for listening to another Nerks podcast. Rate us, leave us a review on iTunes, and follow us on Twitter at Nerks of the Hub. And let us know what you think. 